What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We interrupt your regularly scheduled brainwashing in order to bring you... News. Breaking news. A special segment of the almost daily Zencast. Focused on curious, quirky, and quixotic news items that you may have missed during the last 48-hour news cycle. Hosted by me, the incorrigible Mr. Zeppo. Greetings, and thank you for joining me for another episode of News Breaking News. Today we're going to take a little bit of a detour in our usual approach to breaking the news. Right now, I just hit record. I have not turned on the TV today at all. Scout's honor. Going to turn it on. It's going to go to the default Channel 1 news channel, which for my cable system is uh, the news channel provided by the same company that is my cable company, which is weird, relatively new. They promote this news channel as a very, very intense, very hyper-local kind of news, very focused on local community reporting. And I've been noticing that it's interesting and weird, and it is a little bit different. And uh, as those of you who've been listening know, uh, my nuanced theor- theory on the state of the press, uh, I am certainly not convinced that it is in any way, shape, or form a tyrannous enemy of the people. It is yet another increasingly corrupt big corporate mega business thing, just like all increasingly corrupt big mega business things tend to be. But there are good people working, trying to live their best lives as human beings, actually trying to be some form of an honest journalist all up in that business too. It's a mix because as I've been trying to remind people most of my life, um, nothing in the universe is absolute except for uh, perhaps some things that appear absolute, but that we can do a whole episode, a whole three-hour episode, a three-hour tour on, um, on what I mean by the difference between K 
categoricalism, which would appear to be absolute, um, and then absolute absolutism, which would be truly absolute. It's kind of like how right now it is correct to say that even Donald Trump has the right to legitimately invoke uh, uh, presidential privilege and, it, and that that legal tool is meant to sort of selectively keep private, reasonably um, provable uh, content that, that everyone would agree uh, the government and its functioning would want to keep private for the benefit of, uh, of the greater good of the operation of the government. Well, the greater good part may be a bit uh, of an aspirational addition on my part. But um, what I'm trying to get at is that there is no such thing in the legal system, to the best of my limited understanding, and according to people on both, actually all over the echo chambers, like the Fox News has even agreed, there's no such thing as absolute immunity. That's the kind of thing that tyrants make up, so that they can just stonewall any attempt to bring their increasingly tyrannical actions to justice. Now, mind you, I did not just accuse our current beloved president, Donald Trump, of being a tyrant at all. All I said is that his actions are the kind that appear to be indicative of that sort of behavioral impulse, as that uh, we can see in historical examples of uh, people gone tyrannical in positions of power. Uh, now, that could be a whole a special, you know, episode in and of itself. I mean, we're always p putting these pins up in the imaginary pegboard of um, pins that we're going to come back to. But uh, I digress. Where was I? We're going to do news breaking news in a new, exciting, action-packed, uh, news roulette kind of way. Warning. Disclaimer. I am... Uh, not intentionally trying to uh, disrespect or violate the 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 correct and legal uh, legally protected rights of the content we're about to reference uh, but as an influencer and as a, a talking head and aspiring talk show host myself um, I'm invoking uh, the privileges under the protection of um, fair play common, source use, because uh, it's common source reporting, everyone's reporting each other's reporting, and uh, uh, what's that other one under comedy? Uh, not lampooning, although lampooning is, you know, like national lampoon. They defended themselves a lot using this. It's satire, folks. It's satire. It's also my third, because I, like I like everything in sets of three, my third prong uh, of pseudo-amateur uh, defense of like, hey, please don't sue me. Um, for this, just invite me on the show and then make me some money so I can be the host of a show. And don't get in my way because I'm going to talk about what I talk about, whatever cable channel you are. Until, of course, you implant me with the drugs or the computer chips or whatever it is you do here, according to the conspiracy theorists in this time frame. But that's a whole other month-long episode to delve into. We'll digress back to where we are. The new format of this crazy segment 
I gave my warning, right? Like, I'm not meaning to be rude and disrespect the rights of these giant mega corporations, which, according to some people, are all crazy, evil, and uh, disrespectfully uh, are, you know, trying to manipulate us. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not making any claims in that direction. Um, I am an observer of conspiracy theory culture. I am not myself, uh, I don't think, at least not by my own self-conscious uh, identification, a conspiracy theorist myself, not a serious one at any rate. I'm more of a esoteric and theogenic spiritual theorist and or a theatrical uh, uh, cathartic mystic spiritual theorist. But those are other segments. Um, the new format for news, breaking news, drum roll please, without further ado, we're going to turn on the thing, we're going to put it on channel, walk away for 10 seconds, come back, comment on what was talked about. Uh, if it's a commercial, we'll flip it to the next channel. Boom. It's going to be like news channel roulette. Uh, and uh, we're just going to go through until we hit some interesting um, world, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? World relevant, uh, apropos, and uh, commentatable, lampoonable, satir satirizable content on some randomly selected uh, uh, cable channel news uh, broadcast network um, from my paid subscription channel of cable news access uh, and just kind of go nuts with my honest, sincere, unadulterated, unauthorized, explicit, and absolutely scouts honor. No one is paying for me to say this. Like, I'm not some um, hired gun out to do a thing. This is my real opinion, and this is my real podcast show. It's just me and my electronic devices and my, um, you know, theoretical uh, theories and uh, fan fictional fan fictions. All right, here we go, folks. Let's fire up the magic talking box of cultural disinformation and uh, ideological brainwashing. I mean, the news and... Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Not all of the opinions expressed out of my mouth are meant to be taken seriously. I just said I don't know. The, the, my own, you know... Hold on. Hold on. Hold suppressed, slow, slow down. You know, slow. repressed Catholic self is just like, nobody cares about you and oh, like what you're saying, you know? Slow down. Hold on. I'm sorry. That was really dark. I didn't mean to interrupt her statement there, but it is not live, live TV. I can pause it with my digital live control... Uh, box uh, remote of from the future of someone else's past. Um, I forgot what I wanted to say. Oh, there's a raging debate. And I've already uh, knocked on wood, tried to clarify my position, which I don't think I did a very good job at. Um, I do not think the press is the enemy of the people. I do not think that they are virtuous and virginal and untainted of any corruption either. I'm no fool. Uh, there are big monies sloshing around and impacting what gets put on the TV tube and who gets to say what and when and where. But also, like I said, because no thing, no human endeavor, no, uh, no organizational structure uh, filled or constituted of individuals that are people can ever be 100%. Have you ever gotten three people together to agree on anything? In your personal real life, probably not, right? If you had more than four siblings, you may have had some glorious moment of consensus in your family once, 
but you know, the more, the bigger your family you come from, the more you understand how difficult it is to get any group of people related, not related, in tune with each other, not in tune with each other, professionals, not professionals, to even agree that uh, it's a good day today. Never mind um, orchestrating massive conspiracies. And sure, if they've got all the bazillions of bazillions of dollars behind them, it must be a lot easier. At the same time, if, if all of this was truly happening to the darkest extent that it could theoretically be happening, wouldn't they have already put us in cages and laser beamed our third eyes out and, and killed us all or something or eaten us or drained our blood or whatever they're out to do? Wouldn't they've already successfully done it? I don't know. Maybe that's a ridiculous thing to keep coming back to. I don't mean to sound like a broken record. We're all feeling a little bit broken recordy, right? Like Joe Biden, uh, before we even get to actual news footage, I just want to say that from warming up to this project the last few days, been checking into the news, wondering what I would say, kind of doing some, you know, half slapdash, half-assed improv rehearsals of like, ah, what a weird thing to say on the news. Now I'm going to pause the show and talk about it. Um, and wow, like Joe Biden, what the WTF, WTF, WTF with extra exclamation points. Um, I'm not even going to go any further than that. Like seriously, dude, uh, it, it's you. When both parties play the same kind of um, dog whistle games with um, minorities, everyone should wonder uh, and question and doubt and poke and prod and not just roll over with um, a little bit of uh, bite and snark about how, uh, you know, there's nothing to see here. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. Or does it? We'll have to all pin this back to, one of these days I'm really gonna get around doing my like commentary on documentaries that you need to see if you haven't seen them yet, whatever that's gonna be called. Um, I don't know if I'll do that as part of the irrelevant movie reviews because documentaries are movies, but movies are not documentaries. And it's one of those catch 22 and a halfs that's like, ugh, how do you fix that problem? I don't know. But I, I zoom back. Um, in balance at all, we have to take the real people's words at their face value when they speak publicly, whether it's on this platform or that platform, whether it's an amateur idiot like me or a paid politician claiming that they are going to fight for this or help make this happen or do that thing or create that thing or build that wall or lock her up. We can only take them at face value to the best of our ability to take them at face value um, and then try to confirm that, I mean, in this era of CGI hyper end technology and stuff, and I've kind of tapped into my paranoia about this, like, how do we not know that th this is all already totally just all super deep fake, right? Then we just dive right into how do we know we're not already the Matrix? If we are already the Matrix, then somebody is Neo and unjacking us from the Matrix already because that's how that works. Um, everything that can, could, should, might happen will eventually happen. Um, fractal. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Look it up. So, ooh, spiraling out of control, digressing. Let's, on balance, just see what happens on the news um, and hold the news accountable, right? If the news is there to hold the politicians accountable, who holds the news accountable? It's like that moment in the original Superman. Well, not really the original Superman, but what people our generation call the original Superman with um, Christopher Reeves as Clark Kent and that other guy that looks just like him but isn't him. No, I'm kidding. Christopher Reeves does some funny and, you know, effective, very theatrical, very theater studies-based character work to be sort of, you know, a different kind of dude than when he is Superman. Um, and there's this delicious moment in the movie, for those of you who are movie nerds, uh, when he rescues Lois Lane by flying, you know, he is flying as he rescues her and catches her because she's falling. And, uh, and he's like, something like, there, I got you. And then she's like, you got me, but who's got you? Because, you know, they've never met. And, uh, and it's just a goofy, funny 80s movie moment. And uh, if you've never seen the original uh, Superman series, you're missing out. Uh, I know, right? It's terrible. It, it, weird. And don't judge it just by the level of visual effects. Like, pay attention to the way the story's told. Vis-a-vis that, you know, everything isn't explosions in these older movies. There's actually stuff going on. You're supposed to pay attention to that, not just, like, jerk off to the eye candy, folks. Okay, I digress. Um, this is supposed to be a news episode, not uh, a movie review episode. But I just wanted to, you know, dip into that world because we're really going to hit the uh, the ground running with the pedal to the metal and a bunch of other sports analogies uh, when we get going here this week with all those things. But now, let's tap into... Okay, so I interrupted this woman who was on, and I, don't, I didn't mean to, right? Like, it's not like I walked into a real room and told her to stop talking. It's just TV, folks. And to be clear, I take this all with a grain of salt, right? Like, I'm here to be satirical and poke fun at and criticize the messaging and the echo chambering going on in our mass media. It's not as oppressively, hyper, uh, absolutely controlled as some would like you to fear, because those people are out to harvest the fear, etc. But that's a whole other subject matter. Let's zoom in and see what's actually going on. This is Spectrum News Channel 1, and I believe they're presenting a segment. Oh, Trump fans won't like this. Um, But uh, the failing LA Times has been failing so hard that they've expanded onto television and have a regular segment on News Spectrum 1 called LA Times Today. Let's see if we can't figure out what they're talking about here and, uh, and then respectfully analyze it, not just to pile shit on them, but to see what they're really talking about and to see if there's evidence of positive um, exaggerations, negative exaggerations, uh, brainwashing, um, you know, what else, what, what can we dig into? What can we find in a, not just in today's episode, but over time with this random roulette wheel approach of just like listening to snippets of news and discussing it. Okay, let's hope that this isn't a total crapshoot of you know, sorry, boring, and terrible, sorry, not sorry. Thanks for joining me in the experiment. 
Here we go. This is legit. I have not pre-recorded this. The following, I swear to you, uh, Scout's honor hand on whatever you prefer me to swear on is not in any way, shape, or form content that I've created. I'm about to push play on the real news uh, that was uh, on when I turned on my TV box. Here we go. So when you team up with, you know, your your room and your actors and your directors and, and your co-creators and the people that really believe in you and, and really believe in your story and, and uh, uh, it's, it's like a dream come true. So like the idea that there are other people like that out there that would also enjoy the story is like just mind-blowing to me. I guess I didn't realize how many weirdos there were out <laughs> in the world. Like I was like, oh, you guys all like this. That's awesome. Last night I died. What do you mean? Last night was my birthday. Correct. All right. I went to Maxine's. Uh, we got into a fight, so I tried to leave. I fell down the stairs. I broke my neck, and I died. You were such a difficult teenager. What frustrates you about how the industry has changed? Like, there's. Okay, before they get into that discussion, a let me give a little context. Now that we see what's going on. LA Times Today segment is having a bit of a round table discussion. There's a bunch of people uh, whose faces I don't recognize literally sitting around a round glass table with lots of coffee mugs. Um, and uh, there's one, two, three women and one, two, three men and the host is a woman. Um, and the first woman who spoke uh, was referencing the creative process behind Russian Dolls, which, I shit you not, serendipitously and quite synchronicitously, is at the very top of my list of, even though it's not a movie, shows things on Netflix and other places, you, uh, you know, that I can get stuff to watch and talk about um, that I want to do uh, a, a special episode on because it's mind-blowingly awesome. And either it's part of a deep psyop to fuck with our heads and give us false hope in some sort of interesting, transcendent, multidimensional, alternate uh, possibilities in the universe, uh, probability waveform functiony sort of approach to how we experience reality, which is, as those of you who have been listening to my podcast on and off for more than a year know, something that is totally up my alley. Uh, in regards to how I postulate, theoretically, um, you know, the universe might operate and thus give us hope in terms of confronting the evils and the obstacles and the horrible things in the world, right? So, wild. Crazy that that's on. Um, I swear I didn't pick it. I swear, I mean, it's crazy to me that it's on. It may not be very meaningful to you that it's on, um, but uh, I honestly and genuinely endorse that show. And I don't consume a lot of television content. Um, I, I honestly um, am I'm someone who is jaded by media to a certain degree, but not, you know, over the top, crazy conspiracy, tutorial theory. Um, and I'm not trying to put those people down. Those theories are worth investigating. There may be some levels of truth to what those theories are about. Um, but there may also be a bunch of fear-mongering, echo-chambering, um, conflict-creating, psyop manipulation about exaggerations to degrees that are so unlikely as to be impossible uh, going on in the mix as well. 
Uh, who knows? I don't know. Maybe we really are all in some evil syrupy goo inside of pods, and the AI is having fun making fun of us uh, through the weird things that happen in our lives vis-a-vis -vis media and the kind of messaging we think we interpret through it. Um, but I want to jump away from the rest of this show. No disrespect to the LA Times. Um, I completely disagree with Donald Trump and his over-exaggerated playground use of the phrase failing in regards to the New York Times and that other newspaper. That doesn't mean I'm defending them as, you know, pure and, um, and explicitly honorable. I don't know them. I don't know the people who operate the New York Times. And I honestly have not picked up and read an LA Times or New York Times in forever. But for Trump to be saying that they, that those two newspapers and others that he's used the 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 moniker with the the dismissive, um, um, oh, what's that fancy word for when you uh, diminutive um, something, a diminutive insult, um, the failing New York Times, the failing Boston Globe, the failing this and that. Two and a half, actually four years now, he's been using that nonsense name calling, and those companies have not collapsed. Those companies have not filed for bankruptcy. Those companies have not um, fired everyone and shattered their doors down. They're, they're still in operation, and they're still uh, buying and selling uh, on the, the, you know, the stock market is still buying and selling and trading their stock, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Does that mean Donald Trump's a liar? Hmm, I don't know. Um, does that mean that he's exaggeratative? That he likes to manipulate um, people's feelings using words that sound really truthy but may not have anything to do with reality at all, but they sound so truthy that you buy them because he sounds so committed to them actually being true. Yeah, I think he does that. I think he does work that kind of word magic. What does that have to do with Russian Doll? Absolutely nothing. Um, watch Russian Doll if you haven't yet. Uh, but we're going to bounce away from this channel. Uh, and come back to it some other time and see what the fuck else might happen. Because this is sort of like, um, sort of like uh, the bibliomancy game that I play in uh, unauthorized and explicit readings. This is going to be like a fun roulette wheel, what happens next, when we uh, just flip through channels interestingly and find out that, you know, sometimes things uh, seem to make connections, sometimes uh, you're not. Sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Okay, let's go to to be fair and balanced. <clears throat> but um boom. Let's start with the Laura Ingram show. Oh, I'm sorry, the Laura, the Ingram angle on Fox News. See what's going on there. I mean, they, you got to realize what they could have said today. If they would have struck down this memorial. I mean, if you strike down this memorial, you got to go into Arlington Cemetery and take down the large crosses in Arlington. You have to go into every community of every state of this country that have religious symbols and images. The religious cleansing would have been, I think, breathtaking. And instead of that, they went the other direction. They said, look, this approach we've been using for 50 years is really not working. It's, it's causing the government to be hostile to religion. That's why nativity scenes, uh, veterans memorials with crosses, menorahs, everything has kind of come under so attack. So you think we're moving in the direction, uh, you know, the, there was the Lamb's Chapel case when I was clerking for Justice Thomas, but you think we're moving in a direction that is going to be more hospitable to all religious expression? Because that's my concern, that going forward, you won't be able to do a cross like this because it's not, it's new, it's not 
like belongs in a museum or it's it's been around for a long time. No, I don't I don't think so. I think some people tried to read what was said in the opinion today as it's only if it's old. The ones who don't trust the court like yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think Gorsuch and Thomas kind of came back in a concurrence and they said, No, no, we're saying that if it's something that we've been doing since the beginning of the country, like praying before yeah. meetings, et cetera, that is long standing, even if you just started it this week. Yeah, Justice Ginsburg in her dissent, she read it from the bench. And they don't usually read them from the bench, so that means they're pretty uh, upset. Just as the Star of David is not suitable to honor Christians who died serving their country, so a cross is not suitable to honor those of other faiths who died defending their nation. Sotomayor joined her. The dissent claimed that by having the peace cross on a public highway, the government elevates Christianity over other faiths, over other religions, and over non-religion. Well, that's pretty much, I mean, we were just at Normandy. Why would those crosses even on the gravestones be acceptable or in the, you know, in any other depiction? Well, under this approach, you just tear all the... I got to fact check them right now. I could be wrong, but if memory serves, at Normandy, you get the religion that you are on your gravestone. And that at most uh, World War II memorials, if you were Jewish, you got your Jewish symbol. If you were Christian, you got your Christian symbol, etc. And that, yes, there was an overwhelming number of Christian crosses at those things. Uh, at those things, forgive me. I don't mean to be disrespectful. At those memorials, at those places of um, internment. Um, I'm going to edit the shit out of this because I am stumbling over my words here. Uh, but what I'm trying to respectfully stumble through is that that's a bit of a spinny, weird thing to say that isn't quite accurate to the truth, right? But also sounds kind of truthy, like they're protecting the Christian faith there. Um, but it's fascinating that that's the random thing that they're happening to be discussing. Let's see where it uh, continues and see if it rounds out to an interesting place. Um, but, but I just wanted to point out that one thing that unless I'm totally wrong and I projected that or I live in a weird, different shard of the mandala effect where I live in one little pocket of the universe where that is true but everybody else doesn't, I, you know, I'm pretty sure that in the background behind Trump when he gave that interview at Normandy, there was lots of crosses but also other symbols in um, in the background as the gravestones over soldiers in situations that I think, logically speaking, represent soldiers that were of different faiths. Uh, I could be wrong. But With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's, if I'm right, then their chosen phrasing just now is pretty manipulative if you think about it. Tear all the religious symbols down. 
you know, and you ignore history that a hundred years ago, mothers who lost their sons in World War One picked this spot. Well, and God we trust, the coin, coinage we use every day. I mean, that could offend people who are, all these secular humanists are out there giving aggrieved commentary. We don't have time to play them. But they just basically says this sympathizes with one person, Jesus Christ, above all else. And that is not allowed under our Constitution. So, uh, That's what, they, what they're saying tonight. What they say is any, sect, any sectarian symbol. Well, every religious symbol is sectarian. I mean, whether it's a Star of David that's Jewish or a cross that's Christian, they're all sectarian. So it, this is their way to say we want to get rid of all the sectarian symbols. And I think it just goes back to something basic. We're a religious people with religious heritage. We have secular and religious monuments, and that's okay. And that's what the court said. I would them. argue there's a lot of secular religions out there uh, <laughs> demanding fealty to various movements with their own symbolism. There's a lot of religions out there that are oh, that are maybe not officially declared it, but they're just as dogmatic. Uh, congrats. Thank you. It's a, a great, lot of hard work on day. your part. Thank you so much. And up next, a message from... So the headline was, Court Rules Peace Cross Can Stand. And I applaud that because we either have a separation of church and state and a freedom of religious, personal religious and community religious uh, uh, activity and expression, or we don't. What I found interesting about this, just having watched it, right? Um, first impression, honest to God, didn't prep for this, didn't watch this earlier. Um, they really tried to thread that needle of sounding fair and balanced, but definitely sounding appalled that other faiths might ch might. Uh, a, be intimidated by the uh, behaviors that could be interpreted as Christian supremacy type manipulations or expressions or statements. Um, and, you know, and that it's ridiculous to be worried about that sort of thing. They try to thread that needle of like, oh, we're all about balance and fair and we don't want to disrespect anybody, but don't you go crazy about disrespecting the Jesus symbol. And I'm like, okay. There's a lot that can get uh, complicated here. There's a lot of can that that's many cans of worms all laid about here. Uh, I immediately am reminded of campaign um, nonsense because it's not quite a promise, but it was definitely campaign bullshit. Uh, Trump's not non-thumping, Bible thumping, uh, and, and by that I mean he. He refused to quote from the Bible, but just waved the Bible around and claimed to be able to quote from the Bible a lot and then never did. And uh, let me get down to it here, folks. All religions have been hijacked. And all religions now are, in my opinion, based on my entire adult life's worth of observation of how the dogma of organized religions expresses itself in world events. We are being pitted against one another in a subtle enough way that we don't want to call it a systematic profiteering on war vis-a-vis -vis religious supremacy conflict. But that's what it is and what it has been for thousands of years thousands of years so it's not about 
the United States and whether or not it is a Christian nation or it is a pluralist nation, do we are we supposed to be coexisting with all the religions when we say religious freedom in America? Or are we really just saying, get the fuck off, we just want this one religion and it's some weird derivative watered-down, wishy-washy, greedy, money-grubbing, gun-loving, foreigner-hating, kick you when you're down, not really going to help you, poke fun at everybody, and encourage violence and war version of something that can be called an approximation of Christianity. And I do not speak those words lightly, and I hate to offend anybody. I love human beings, period, full stop. Even this delightful human being on the news, uh, I have unconditional love for. And I d deeply respect and admire people of faith, individuals who were, grown, uh, who were raised and grew up in whatever articles of faith and found a way to see the light entangled in the bullshit. Uh, but what I do not do is abide by the uh, inaccuracies and the, um, uh, um, the malarkey of that which has been hijacked and those who do not understand that they're just repeating scripted nonsense, right? Like, I've done enough research. People say they do research. I mean, I've read through books that the Catholic Church would have rather you didn't read, which is why they don't make them popularly available. You know, I've dug into the wheres and the whys and the whens and the how they changed the church slowly over time away from a truly spiritual message that taught us various practices that helped heal and empower and enlighten the human species as a whole to this arguing, bickering, completely mutated uh, and impossibly uh, inverse opposite of what the founding individuals spoke of, right? The people who started all the three religions that we know of as the big three organized religions, they were not people who wanted you to worship them. They were people who taught you how to practice unconditional love and forgiveness uh, in order to heal. That's what I got to say about that. So arguing about the symbols, remember in the Bible, when Moses comes down from the mountain with these words written in stone by God, with magic lightning fingers uh, directly onto the stone. And what does he find the, his, the people doing? He finds them down below, very distracted, partying, inebriated, and worshiping a golden calf, an idol, a statue. Now, that story can be analyzed many different ways. And there are arguments in multiple directions for what the calf represents, what the golden calf is. There's some that are nefarious and some that are, you know, supposed to be the opposite of nefarious. But if we try to go Akram's razor with it and really pull back away from it doesn't matter what the calf means. If the point of the story actually is being distracted by shiny objects versus paying attention to the guidance that's coming from the obviously divine place, as improbable as it may be, and understanding the difference between those two symbols, because they're all symbols in this crazy symbolic reality that we exist in. 
um, then we can probably get to some agreement that perhaps one of the ways of interpreting the story is that uh, we need to set, you know, set down our attraction, our fascination with the shiny objects uh, and maybe sort of clear our heads of all the distractions and pay attention to um, the most authentic uh, and direct version of whatever message the divinity we all seem to love to argue about is actually trying to give us instead of play this interesting and very manipulative game of, well, it's not our religions that, you know, at fault, it's your religion that's at fault, etc. Um, let's see what's going on in another channel. We have our lives here and we have families. I believe that we need to have a beautiful environment, but what people don't get is coal got us where we are. Climate change is real. We might be not leaving anything for our children or grandchildren if we're not careful. So we have to address it. We got to address climate change and we got to do it now. And we actually are at the point now at a country where maybe it was lip service 30 years ago, but if we're not taking immediate and durable action now, the America that we're going to give and the world that we're going to give to our kids and grandkids is going to be the America we live in. Okay, wow. So from arguing about religious symbols to the climate change pollution debate, I'll be straightforward on this. Regardless of which side of the argument you think you fall on, I can assure you that if you're busy fighting about it, you've been sucker punched into falling into one of the many ego trap seduction distraction tools that is part of the PSYOP that is overlaid on top of the reality that is the real concerns of pollution and climate change. So there's the real life issue of all the toxic shit we've pumped into our water and air and you know, scattered all over our fertile ground. There's no denying that that's a real problem and that we continue to um, outdo ourselves in how much toxic shit we poop out everywhere as we chase this imaginary thing we call profit. The problem, in my humble opinion, if I may, is that everyone's arguing about everything and the kitchen sink and none of us are really capable of doing anything more meaningful than very limited stuff right that ultimately does not achieve um the requirements uh, does not achieve the necessary amount of uh, reversal of this toxic course we've been on just in the last 150 years. And we seem to, although there's lots of ideas and there's lots of inspiration and there's lots of positive things coming out of the debate, there is this standoff that perpetuates a distractionary amount of inertia that prevents us from having already reached, you know, a beyond sustainable and into regenerative 
sorts of modalities where instead of worrying about preventing it from totally falling apart, we're now really building new levels of what would whatever we would call it that'd be beyond green, right? And I argue, I humbly pro propose to you friends that one of the obstacles in our way is that we aren't collaborating with our strongest partner on this matter, on this issue. We are all running around, expending lots of energy, burning lots of fuels in every action that we take, tragically, even just to record this message and then get it into your ear holes. Every part of that process was toxic as fuck, probably. And I don't want to think about it, right? Neither do you. So, um, and we're expending a lot of effort, emotional effort, spiritual effort, uh, and, uh, well, maybe not so much spiritual effort. That's my point. I don't see, and I could be wrong, I could be missing out. I'm sure that I'm not as tapped into the more intense uh, communities of really hardcore, serious spiritual practitioners because I'm not at that level of mastery, right? So I don't know what they're up to. But to the best of my limited ability to survey the social landscape, it seems to me that perhaps we could be really reorganizing our efforts around figuring out a way to openly, organically, genuinely, spiritually connect to the one partner in this whole clusterfuck of disaster that might be the most powerful uh, tool to save ourselves, the most powerful teacher to learn what can be done the most powerful facilitator in doing that which needs to be done, and the most uh, undebunkable um, authority in what's actually happening and how to actually solve it. And who or what is this ultimate authority? It isn't any of the three organized religions, little waffle, pancake, flattened down cartoon version of God. Because all of those ignore the feminine divine. It is Mother Nature herself, the womb, which we insist on destroying for money, the, 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 the fruit that is the very seed, tree, flower, fruit cycle of womb-bearing that is life. She is humbly and patiently and furiously waiting to be recognized again. She is the most patient of caregivers. She is the most loving of nurses. She is the most uh, bountiful of providers. And yet we have been nasty, bratty, willful, insolent, blind, stubborn, greedy little children. And we have demanded insisted and suicidally persisted and pervaded in gnawing on her bones for the sheer imaginary pleasure of counting dollar bills about it. If we want to change the world, perhaps we need to change the perspective 
that defines what the world is a little bit, reinvestigate how the world operates a little bit so that we reconnect to that about the world which is actually alive and conscious and waiting, wanting, willing to help us heal. Powerful enough to do it at a level that we won't get around to doing it without realizing that she is us and we are her. And that's what I got to say about that, folks. And I don't know about you. I've been accused of being brainwashed by the news media. But while they may talk about climate change and how real it is in the face of the Republicans denying it, I don't hear nobody on TV talking about Mother Earth being the key to our transformative healing that will help us not fix the problem, but rather grow past the need to be the cause of the problem and therefore allow us and our whole family of life on this womb we so objectively call a planet to recover from the toxicity and abuse and trauma that we've inflicted on it for the however long we've been inflicting it. All right, let's pop one more channel, right? We've been going 45 minutes. One more channel, let's see what happens. Um, we did the 11th hour, we did Fox News, CNN um, with Don Lemon. Digging his way through a bunch of objections, and as soon as she responded with her answer that it, she found it odd, uh, her lawyers objected to her explaining what she meant by odd. <laughs> I think what she was trying to convey is how odd the campaign was, Don. I think if they just came forward and testified, they really didn't know what they were doing. Mm -hmm. It was a branding operation, and they were hopeful of winning, but they had no real organization. Mm -hmm. They'd have been better off just telling that flat-out truth. I would, I would add to John's good point that part of what's odd, knowing uh, Hope Hicks and Corey Lewandowski haven't covered them uh, for a couple of years, the idea that President Trump was suggesting to Corey Lewandowski, a former campaign manager who he threw overboard during the campaign, that he would be the one to go to Jeff Sessions, you know, the attorney general, to suggest unrecusing uh, as if that's something that's sort of normally done here. I mean, Hope knows Corey quite well, uh, and the notion that uh, that the president was going to send Corey to, to deliver a message. All right. One of the magic powers that Donald Trump has is the ability to just coin things that sound plausible, coin terms, coin. He makes up concepts that are disastrously fake and not real, but tragically resembling very closely something that might very well be. Earlier in the, this particular recording, I talked about how there's no such thing as absolute immunity. I could be wrong, and I'm not just parroting the left-wing echo chamber media. I tried to go and find that, and I couldn't. There's, there's no, there's no, like, definition for absolute immunity, you know, like, the, other than the idea of immunity, which is absolute. And I rambled at you all already about what I think about absolutism. If you haven't listened to any of that yet, put a pin in it for now. You'll catch up in a minute. Um, so, 
there's no such thing as absolute immunity. What was the other thing that he made up recently that it was just like, no, Donald, that doesn't, that's not how it works. Um, oh, you cannot, I'm looking at the thing. You cannot unrecuse yourself after recusing yourself from a legal matter. Like that, to the best of my understanding, that doesn't happen. The Trump team, whoever came up with that, whether it was Donald or one of the kids, just added the, 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 the prefix un to a word that categorically in the dictionary has never had it, I don't think. I could be wrong. I'm not a legal expert. But I don't think there's any existing legal precedents, you know, examples of someone having done this before, therefore making it an acceptable norm because it all worked out great. That's what we what precedents are. Not president like the president in office, but, you know, precedent Example, you know, he has set a new precedent in his behavior, as an example. Some people don't know those two different words. And therefore, the news gets really confusing about how they talk about the president, because then they think they're saying that the president just set the president. I'm like, I've confused myself for not catching it, right? Um, and so I like to remind people in case they forgot or don't remember or aren't aware. I digress. You keep... So, of course, you have to acknowledge, and it's interesting that she didn't catch herself, because she otherwise, apparently, Miss um, uh, Hicks, Miss Hope Hicks, did an, a really great job of stonewalling uh, the other day with that interview uh, and that walk down that hallway. She looked like she was uh, up on a New York catwalk fashion model, you know, stage with thousands of other fashion models and, you know, a million cameras. And that you had to like always look like you were the only one being admired by the audience. Um, walking down that hallway on the footage that I saw, and she, you know, didn't make eye contact with anybody. You could just tell that no one else was in her eye contact line. And that, uh, you know, she was not going to be called out or caught up in answering any questions. She wasn't going to get triggered or uh, seduced or invoked. Uh, into answering questions. And although I haven't made the time to dig up transcripts, from what interview clippy bits I have come across, she apparently was, you know, kept a pretty tight lip, didn't say much during that actual interview. The problem is this. While that might be an interestingly, provocatively, somewhat successful, half assed tactic in the short to midterm for uh, the president, Mr. Trump, not the presidency, the office of, um, the lack of precedent example in the past of this successfully being done and accepted as norm or normal uh, is going to make it something that anyone that doesn't approve or, dis or think that it should be allowed to challenge in a court of law, which is exactly what I'm sure is already happening. If there aren't already one or two or three different challenges to this, I'd be really surprised. Um, and that it's going to drag on, and eventually uh, some higher order court is going to drag anybody and everybody that uh, try to invoke this imaginary Trump absolute immunity. Now, if I'm wrong, I'd love to be it reminded of or shown where in the law, whether in the Constitution or otherwise, it says absolute immunity is an absolute right of the president. I don't know that any such law exists in any such 
framework that would, um, you know, grant it under any circumstance because it is exactly what you don't want in what is supposed to be a you know a representative democratic republic um remember george washington had to scoff at some of his compatriots and fellow founding fathers because they thought well do you want to be king and he's like no you guys we just fought a big war why would you want to make me king we're not we we just argued against making people kings don't offer me the king i don't want to be king right now Trump has never explicitly, openly said that he wants to be king. The most unnervingly weird and tyrannical sounding thing he said, in my opinion, is, quote, war? Yes, I like war. Love it even. Yes, even with nuclear bombs. War. Quote. I may be a little off there, but that's just, you know, because I don't have it in front of me, but you basically said something like that, and I watched him say it live on TV at one of the de interview debate things in 2016. Um, and I'll round out with this. What he's trying to do, in my opinion, based on my limited ability to observe, and obviously I'm not some Washington insider and I don't know anybody anywhere near the front lines of all these issues, but, and I'm not taking any of the news channels at their word. I'm analyzing what I hear people who claim to be speaking the truth are saying and then going, huh, what do I think is actually going on? In my opinion, um, Trump is indeed hiding something and is indeed projecting a lot of guilt at others and thus making a lot of plausible arguments because most of politics is corrupt to some degree or another and a lot of his complaints that he throws at government at large are wrapped up in some truthiness, right? Because that's one of his superpowers, to wrap up a nugget of truthiness with some various levels of increasingly bullshit bullshittery to convince you of something that on the whole is not actually true. Like that wall he keeps saying that he's built, past tense. He's built no such thing. Already explained that in another episode, I do believe. But I digress. Um, so I, I look forward to seeing the full circle on this when uh, somebody, and maybe even the, the highest court of the land, the Supreme Court, despite it being Trump-loaded at this time, I think even those guys are going to be confronted with the black letter of the law before them. Um, and demands that we actually read it out loud and remind people what it is, we'll have to deny any claims of, quote, absolute immunity. And then people will be forced to testify in the ways in which our crazy and not perfect and often quite corrupt uh, system of government has, which affords, uh, you know, investigatory bodies of government to coerce testimony. That's normal. And it's great that the, they're investigating. And I love it when they investigate the investigators. And we should hold everybody accountable, the left and the right, and all the people in the middle where we don't even know what their affiliations really are. Um, but, the, you know, my point is always to come back to what are they distracting us from? It sounds silly and simple, but ultimately it's the most effective thing to prevent yourself from being distracted in my humble opinion.
And that is the latest news breaking news. We now return you to your regularly scheduled brainwashing. Thank you for listening. 